Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mind Your Loaf, a podcast about taking action on our mental health. I am here with my co-host Mar. Hi. I'm Jason Byrne and the team at Irish Mental Health Charity Turn to Me IE, who besides helping us with this podcast, provide professional mental health support online free to everyone in Ireland. So we've another episode, Mar. Yes, we do. This is number burp. We don't know. Because like, they're not going to be going out in order. I mean, which is fantastic. Uh, so with us here on my right, we have Anita Collin. Hello. Anita. Hello. Hi. How now are it's you? Conlon. Conlon. Yes. yes. Anita Conlon. Yes. And then over here, we have Orna uh, Heine. Isn't that how you said? Yeah, Heine. So Orna Heine, how old are you? Uh, 16. 16. So Orna Heine is a professional teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Anita is the author of Talk To Me and uh, it's it, it's the RSE, which is Relationship, Sexuality, Education. Yeah. And uh, what, I mean, that's a, a, a formula that you came up with or is that something that you work oh, along? No, no. It, um, it's um, a part of the SPHE mm. um, in schools. But um, I worked in that area for the past 24 years. So I didn't come up with RSE. That was the mm. Department of Education. But um, in England, interestingly, it's called SRE, Sexuality and Relationship Education. Oh. It's interesting we put the relationship first. Why? What? Why? I Irish. don't know why they do. I maybe I I I absolutely agree with it though. I mean, I think it's in the right order. I think it should be RSE. You know, I mean, yeah. um, but they they call it SRE. Interestingly, but you basically work with teenagers, yeah, and, uh, and kids as well from from kids? fifth class, yeah, ten ten year old up to leaving cert. And what are you what are you talking to them about? Like, I mean, what is the thing that you do? Okay, well, obviously, you're going to talk to um, children in primary school uh, about different things than you would with teenagers. Yeah. So, you know, say fifth fifth class girls, it's all about periods. They would talk about periods God. for what? <laughs> they, they don't want you to stop talking about them. You've opened the floodgates when you start talking to but them. But would they talk to their parents about that? No. So that's the thing. No, you're kind of like, you're like an outlet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, some of them have never said the word. Oh period. God. You know, I mean, they haven't. And you would imagine people think we're, we're so progressive in, in 2020. Not on your life. You know, kids will say, yeah, but what would you say? You know, and I'd often say to them, well, you know what? When you go home today, tell them you, this woman was in. 
Yeah. And you were talking about periods because now you've said the word. So is it just girls you're dealing with? No, and no, boys no. Mix boys, it, would, so, boys well, fifth class boys would really, then they're not going to want to talk about the bodies too much, really. Yeah. You know, I mean, they want to talk about uh, pressure, um, maybe doing well at sports, maybe um, looking cool, that kind of thing. Just getting on with the lives. Mm. Girls, girls, fifth class girls, a lot of it is about body developments, right. how the bodies are going to develop. Sixth class then, it's relationships start to creep in, you know. Yeah. Um, so not with like all of them. 13 type, 12, 12 13. 13, you know, and some of them are a million miles away from wanting to talk about relationships at all. Some of them, however, are really big into the whole romance in sixth class, you know, and I, I've had... Like having a proper girlfriend? Oh, yeah, I've had kids in sixth class saying, well, I've been in a relationship for a year now, what? you know, and you're going, you're 12. But, now, you see that noise I made, because I'm a parent. <clears throat> I have a 13-year-old and yeah. a 19-year-old. I literally, uh, they would never, my 13-year-old would never say that stuff to me. Of course they so would So that's no. why we need people like you. Would you have said it to your mum? No, no, I wouldn't. Neither would I. <laughs> I would have rather stuck hot needles in my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Your, my, my sex education in the, in the, in the kitchen was uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah. they went, yeah. And, and, I, went, and I went, Dad. Yeah. And I, mean, I meant, Mum. He went, Mom. And then that was it. <laughs> I got handed a packet of pads when I got my periods. Oh, and the only thing she said was, don't let your dad see them. I think she Is thought it? he was going to rob them or something. I don't know what she thought Smoke he was going to do with them. Don't let your dad see them. And that was the end of that then. That, that, was, that was my sex education. Because it's very different now as parents. Like We feel like we really need to help them along by talking to them and making sure they have the right, the right information. Mm -hmm. But of course, you don't listen to your mum and dad as much. No, you don't. And you know, I, I really do. I think parents do, do need help. Oh, no, some parents need help. Some parents want help. Some parents don't. And that's okay if you don't want it. But I, I do think that sometimes kids would still just rather talk to somebody else. And I hate to see parents getting shuddered all over. You should be able to do it. You should have the first word. You should have the last word. Great if you can. Yeah. If you can't, that's also okay. And I hate to see parents under pressure. Oh, geez, you know, what am I going to say to them? You know, some poor woman said to me, she came to a parent talk and she said, I was talking about the way you talk to kids and she said, oh, you never guess where I did. She said, my my young one says to me last week, Ma, what's, what's periods? And she said, so I says, it's a game. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's like a, she, she yeah, just couldn't do it. She couldn't do it. She couldn't and do it. And that's not even, that woman wouldn't even be that old she now. She was only young. Her child was in fifth class. She was a young woman. So is it an Irish cultural thing? Not to be talked. It's not an Irish thing. I is think it everywhere? I think it's. I think it's just uh, the embarrassment. Uh, absolutely. You know, I wasn't brought. Up, I was brought up in Liverpool. Yeah. And it was the very same there. I had my sisters who are my age group. You know, her, her son came down with a tampon and, and asked her what it was. He, he the box of them in the bathroom, and she said, "That's." They're stoppers for when you open the wine, you put them in the wine bottle so it doesn't go off. Because <laughs> she, she couldn't tell him where her tampon was. And she found me up to say, I said, you're mad. You are round the bend, you know. So when you're approaching these children in the room, um, are, do you kick it off? Like, do you know what I mean? As in like, do you say to them, OK, who wants to talk about this or that? Or do you choose the subject? You see, the thing about it is... Because what I'm actually basically asking you, flat, is how the hell how do you do talk do to teenagers? With kids, we will always, you see, everyone's going to develop intellectually, emotionally, mm. physically and spiritually. 
And so, first of all, I would take them through all the intellectual developments. You know, what can you do now that you couldn't do when you were eight? Mm. What do you ah. think? Well, you think about things differently when you're 12 than when you're, you're eight or nine. Um, you talk differently. You've got different expectations. So you start that way, you know. And I would always say to parents, talk about you not them. You know, it's much better. You know, you talk about what it was like for you growing up, about the things, stupid things that happened to you, about the things you were afraid to ask rather than put a spotlight on them because they hate that spotlight. So it drags down the barriers. Of course it does. So you're just, you know, yeah. They go, oh my God, my dad was a kid. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and the things that you were worried about. And for boys, one of the things they worry about a lot are wet dreams. What's going to happen? You know, oh I mean, God. even when you say that, I get, I, I jump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like mortified. I like literally want to go over You're here and right, draw a Jason. picture. It's all right, Jason. What are you talking about, Anita? I'm not going to ask you, did you have fun? Mother of God. <laughs> Jason, did anybody come to your school and talk to you about wet dreams and periods when no. you were. No. We had a nun. Oh God. Sister Teresa, <laughs> yes, who was a lovely woman and we loved her because she wasn't a proper nun. She was a real nun, but she wasn't a pain in the arse nun. <laughs> you know what I mean? And she came out and she went, right, sex education. And we were all like, whoa. Like woman. Right? Yeah. And uh, she went along, drew it on the board, didn't mm. care. And she had no idea how much she was helping us all. Right. Yeah. No matter how much we were still going, whoa. Yeah. And she go, so here's the penis, penis yeah. and all this. Right, because it was very different she in the eighties. She demystified it. She took she all of that. Yeah. Helped say us. It. Yeah. yeah, we all. When I was a kid, and all the way up even in the secondary school, we pretend that we knew it all. Mm. We pretend that we knew what yeah. everything was, like sex and mm. which ways and all the mm. bits and the pieces and the oral and sex you don't. and everything. We didn't know anything. You know the words. You know yeah. the words. We didn't and actually know. The kid in the class who's shouting out all of this stuff, and you know, more about 69 as a more about orgies and things like that. Yeah. They're generally the ones who really, they, they've got all of these words, but they don't know where it really fits into, into life, really, no. you know. And it's that talking about it sensibly, not being shocked, keeping your poker face and remembering that, you know, they are just being curious and people get so frightened, you know, oh yeah, and, and the, they're going online and they're doing this. Going online to access pornography, which is something you couldn't have done when I was a child because there was no online. No. Um, but I would have looked up things like penis and semen in a dictionary yeah. when I was 12 or 13 because I was curious. Yeah. They're curious. They've just got more access now. You know, they can take that curiosity. The curiosity is normal. Don't get panicked about the curiosity. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's, you know? it's just what they're seeing. Yeah, and, and When they, they put in penis into an internet. Yeah, absolutely. They will madness. see. All manner of things, whereas yeah. I would have got the the, the biological, biological kind of, yeah, fact yeah, yeah. behind what it is. I think what you're saying there is really important yeah. that, you know, for parents as well, that we don't really change. Teenagers are always going to be teenagers. They're always going to be there. No matter what time period we're in, they're always going to be going through the same changes mm. and the same curiosities mm. and the same drives, aren't yeah. they? Mm. So always. what we experience as teenagers, our children will be experiencing Absolutely. as Absolutely. Yeah. Just under different circumstances, yeah. Yeah. but the same yeah. thing. So the but the main fear for as a parent as well is that it's like, oh my God, they can't see that on the internet. They can't be looking at that. Mm. They can't be doing mm. this. They can't be. Mm. But no matter what happens, they will. Mm. On their they phones will, yeah. or with their mates or whatever. Because we were like, that. look, give me, give me a really simple example. When I was a kid, one of the lads found a porn mag in the bush because yeah. like we don't know why but we think Elfless used to put them in the bush <laughs> to hide them on their wives probably watching you take yeah, it yeah. out of the bush <laughs> yeah. you know? so we'd open it and we'd all gather around 
And it was literally an encyclopedia to like a yeah. lady's body. Yeah. Because you're going, oh my, look at that. Look oh, at look at this. Look oh. at that. But they must be doing the same thing. Yeah, of course. But in a are. much more graphic. And they have, got, as you say, uh, Jason, you know, you, you put certain words into, into a search engine. Mm. You can get all manner of things, things yeah. that would shock you or, or, yeah. or me as, a, as, a, as an adult. Yeah. And I have met parents who've said, my poor child was told to put this in and he is crying day and night because of what he's seen, God. you know. So there is that. And a, a parent's, I, I believe, primary role is to protect. Then happy, protect your kids then make them happy, you know. And I think that's why as parents, we do feel that I've got to stop them doing this. What if they do that? It's natural. Nature does that to us. We want to protect them. And I think as well is that if, um, so I'll give you a good example, like my, my 19 year old and my 13 year old, they're not, they're actually not too bad at saying stuff, asking us stuff. Mm-hmm. Good. Because we kind of started out like that. Because mm, I'm quite open as well, mm. anything. And then my 19 year old, uh, his mother, which was hilarious, was, uh, I don't know, he's about 15 or 16. And she was going, stop doing it all over the sheets. I'm telling you, <laughs> oh stop God. doing it all over the sheets. Oh, like do it into a boy. tissue. And he was like, oh, what am I not doing anything? She's going, masturbating in your bed. Oh. So because she does that, he he now has kind of grown up to just saying anything yes. about sex, normally yeah. to us. Yeah. And I think if you can unlock that key, because then they don't feel so bad. Because mm. I think, I remember watching you saying that uh, as kids, the kids are trying to protect their parents. Mm. They almost, do. But what they, they, they try to protect their parents. Mm. Absolutely. You know, they know a lot more, 95, 96% of kids know a lot more than their parents will ever oh, think they know. Did you know more than your parents think you knew? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And what age did you start learning stuff like that or not? Like, I mean, how were you accessing that? Um, well, I didn't really, like, know much about it till about fifth or sixth class. But they didn't really teach us much. Yeah. We just got shown a video and didn't really say anything. They didn't say anything about the video, the teacher? They just let you no, watch it? She just left Cinnamon in her own part of the video. Oh, and my God. Well, that's already oh, rough. I'll go, I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. Oh, that's bad. No, that shouldn't happen. So you learnt nothing, really? Not really, no. No. You never got a chance well, to talk. Did you talk when you went home about it? Um, No. No. Well, like, I kind of just figured out stuff for myself, like, yeah. now. But at that mm. age, it didn't really help. And did your friends, like, did, would you and your friends be sitting around asking, like, I wonder what this is and I wonder what a period, you know, what, is it, what actually happens? Would you have had those conversations or was it all kind of internal? Just wondering yourself. Um, no, we talk a bit about it, but it wasn't like the main topic of conversation. Yeah. But we would like talk about like when we got our periods, mm. yeah, and how it affected us and all that. Because you're like sixteen now. Yeah. So that was happening when you were about twelve, thirteen. Yeah. So like, so now that you're older, so you're obviously in a much different world now, and you see our kid, our, like uh, that's this is mad. Like it's amazing. I never get to actually talk to a teenager that'll mm. talk back to me but like <laughs> it's, it's like it, it like what what kind of experiences are going on now in that area in this age like do you just talk openly and like with girls or just or do you talk with boys and girls or well it really depends on the person if they're open or not yeah but there would be like a bit of that going on but not that much so would you reckon most people your age or even like 14, 15 know most stuff I'd say so yeah because we have Better access to internet than like other previous generations yeah. would have. Mm-hmm. And would you agree, Orna, that 
yeah, you've got access to information on the internet because this is this is one of my main bugbears. You can find information out about any physical aspect at all. Yeah. You can find it. It's there. There's help about unwanted pregnancy, about contraception, about STIs, about sexual acts, about gender issues. It's all there for you. What there isn't is um, any access to talking about things like relationships, broken hearts, abusive relationships, consent, Mm -hmm. being dumped. That was one of the things that was always coming up, you know, how do you deal with a broken heart? How do you deal with being dumped? How do you dump somebody nicely? You know, would you agree that there isn't access to that kind of stuff for you? Yeah, I would agree to that because like at our age, it's like the first time like all those situations are happening. It is, yeah. You, You haven't got past experiences to draw on. And who do you ask? Your other friends who also haven't, you know, I mean, there's always somebody who's got a bit more experience or done a bit more, but... I think it's. I think that's what's sadly, sadly missing. And the girls know more than boys, or boys know. Is right. Do you it know the interesting thing is that um, I always do. If you have a, a, a mixed uh, sex group, so you've got a co-ed school, and they are fifteen, sixteen, seventeen year olds. If if there's a really good exercise where you can break them into boys and girls and you get them to talk about their expectations of relationships. So you get the boys to say, what do boys of your age expect? And they make a big list. Wow. Ask the girls, what do girls of your age expect? And they make a big list. You then put them on the board. The girls are incredulous. They're saying, don't believe they wanted that. They're not looking for that. That's And the boys are no saying, yeah, yeah. Way. And what kind we, of- we were. Boys, you know, I mean, I'll give you an actual example. I went into a co-ed school uh, south in a city and there was a boy sitting with a group of girls and all the other boys. It was like the ballroom of romance. They were all on one side or the other, you know. Um, So to do this exercise, I had to say to him, I said, when you come out of there, love, when you would go and sit over there with uh, one of the groups of boys, he said, yeah, yeah, no problem. So um, I asked him to do this exercise, what boys are looking for what, and what the girls are looking for. So he st- he was the spokesperson for his group and he was reading out things like um, a laugh, feel comfortable. Wow. Right. Intimacy. Yeah. He said, and I, I'm going, oh, this is great. So he means like walking he along said, holding hands. intimacy. Being, being, Comf- you, you know what intimacy is, being mm. comfortable that this person is can that what see they, you. But That's they know, what he meant. They know what that means? He did. They don't normally. Like a closeness. Hugs. Yeah. Hugs he was looking for. Wow. Um, he, wanted, he wanted somebody who he could trust. And all of this, and the girls that, whose group he was in, one of them, it got too much for her and she went, bet you didn't write any of that, Whoa. she said to him. And he went... No, I did, honest. And the group he was it said, no, he did. He wrote most of it. And she said, no, that's stupid. You can edit this out if you have to. She said, no, because I know all you're looking for is your hole. <laughs> no, we're definitely leaving that in. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's how they speak. And he went, well, you would think that, wouldn't you? And she said, yeah, because I know you. He said, no, it's just the way I talk. Wow. wow. It's just the way I talk. And the girls were all going, and that's why if you can, things like expectations of relationships, mm-hmm. we've all got them. You haven't got a chance to explore them. I know what to expect from them because I'm old. I've had relationships and I'm in a relationship. When you're a teenager 
how, you know, you've got no these idea. expectations and you don't know how to, an expectation that's not discussed just remains an expectation. Boys know far more about girls' expectations <gasps> than girls know about boys. Why is that? I, well, are they talking to somebody? Is it their mother? No. Girl, girls talk about what they want more than boys. Girls will talk about ex- relationships, sometimes ad nauseum. <laughs> they will they will yeah. talk and talk and talk about what they want, what makes them happy, and where are we now, and you know what do I mean to you, and this is what you mean to me, so boys know what girls want a lot more than girls, so the girls I, that right. was the second part of the exercise. I would say to the boys, "Tell me what you think girls want, and they'd give me a big list. Girls, tell me what you think boys want, and again, it would be the hell would be often on the list. Not with all of them, but that so, would be on the list with a lot of so them. So the girls you know? just didn't know what the fellas wanted? No, because boys aren't talking as readily as girls. They want it. And you, we were talking outside. You give them the opportunity to drop <laughs> the facade, to forget the stereotype. And they will then say, this is who I am. I'm scared. I'm scared about having sex. Mm. I haven't had sex. And yeah, oh. I do want it, but I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Well, when I'm scared. I, I, uh, yeah, so all the way up, so I didn't have sex when I was 18. I know, and I'm very shocked by that. But I was uh, in Spain, in Salou, right? Well done. With me, with me, with me dad and all my ma. I was out <laughs> dancing, right? And I was with these girls and all, and nothing, nothing happened. So then I had my first proper girlfriend, not until I was about like about 18 or yeah. so, right? And um, she was going like, so if you had sex? And I was going, yeah, I had it in Spain. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, oh, continent. I said, in Spain. <laughs> continent. And I pretend to earn it. And she went, oh, brilliant. Well, then let's go upstairs. And I oh, was She shitting. was a hussy, wasn't she? No, I was, she was older than me. She was only two years. So I was shitting myself, right? And it was a bungalow, so it wasn't a big walk. So, <laughs> so I went up. And I'll never forget it. I'm not going to get too graphic retin, but I was terrified. Because I had no idea what was going to happen. No. I didn't really know it exactly what, what happened. It must be awful to be a boy for the first time. Yeah. Because girls generally are st- can get away with being more passive. So, okay. you know, an awful lot isn't expected. Well, th- things are expected of them in, in various other sexual um, encounters. But the, I think they can get away with being less knowledgeable than boys. It is expected that boys know what to it do. It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. boys are terrified. But should we um, tell our children, like what age? I mean, we never know. When do you start telling them? That you I, sh- like, I've, I'd love to tell my son what just happened to me when I was I've never told him. Because I'd be like, they'd be going, shut up, that. What? Like, I don't want to know. You haven't yeah, said yeah. gross. But, but uh, like, when, yeah. is it, when, when is a safe time for a child's brain to kind of head there? Do you know what? I'd be led by them. I, okay. I would be led by them. Because they're all different yeah, maturities. You know, and you've just said you're open. Uh, you, you have this open yeah. um, way of talking. You could be having a conversation with your wife or partner about something, you know, while they're around mm. and they're picking up bits of it. You yeah. know, you can just, you can introduce it that way. They don't want that we're going to have a sit down and we're going to have a talk about this, you know, because that's, oh, it's awful. It's awful for them. Well, my therapist, uh, I know I do go to therapy. Uh, I wonder why, I don't know, is uh, <laughs> she said the best way to talk to. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on bluenile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. My children, and this is where I but mainly talk to them, is in the car. Yeah. So they're here. They're not looking at you. They're not looking at me. Looking yeah. at the window. Yeah. And, keep, and you're moving. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And, and they it, can't get out. Yeah. Yeah. And that has <laughs> trapped. That I've had some cracking conversations yeah. with them in, in there. Absolutely. You oh, know. you know, if you're cooking and they're behind you. Yeah. It's just not don't making that eye yeah. contact because yeah. they feel mouthy then when you do. You know, they don't want you to do yeah, it. They're like, oh, oh my god. Yeah. 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 They want to know the noise is coming from some over somewhere over there. Yeah. I mean, is that how you are, or with your parents, or which way do they ever talk to you? They stuff for that. Um. Yeah, they would be open to having a conversation if I was at, if I asked them any questions about it. Like, would you? And is the car a good way? Well, would you be like? Would you feel comfortable in the car? Like, if you're would in the you front? pick a time where where it wasn't just going to be the two of you sitting face to face, or would you do it another way? Yeah, it's probably easier to talk in the car, but it is. Like topics you don't really want to discuss with your parents. Oh yes. God, it's never so easy, is it? Isn't it no. brilliant? Yeah. Isn't it mad? Because everybody in the car knows the one. Every, we're all talking about the same. We all know in our heads. Yeah. yeah. But like the kids go, no, not me, man, dad, pew. But everybody's know, feeling yeah. uncomfortable in the car. I think that's what the teenagers need to realise as well, mm. that the mm. parents. Mm. And it's whatever. okay to say, do you yeah. know, I'm I'm not entirely comfortable with this. If you, mm-hmm. if you get asked something, not entirely comfortable, but I'm going to do my best. Yes. And if you're not satisfied with my answer... That's okay. We'll f- we'll we'll find out together. Yeah, you know. So yeah. I think it's better to admit that you you're feeling a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, but you're glad they asked you. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh no, you are absolutely glad because as a parent, I just want them to know everything that, that I know. Mm. You want them to be safe. Yeah, of and, course you and do. knowledge is safety. Yeah, of course. So yeah. if they know exactly what's going on, yeah. then they're just so much safer. Yeah. yeah. Pregnancy is a, another thing as well. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. There must be there's high pregnancy now. You know, around, I mean, you must, Strange, you, must you know, and people say, oh, do you know what that is? That's because we didn't get um, any kind of education in schools. Okay. That's a load of rubbish. Yeah. You show me the teenager who doesn't know that a penis in a vagina makes them pregnant. Yeah, they Because they do. Of yeah. course they know that. The reason is, and it's never changed and it's never going to change, Teenagers are risk takers mm-hmm. and they have to be because if they didn't take risks, how you live. society would stagnate. Yeah. We wouldn't have new inventions. We wouldn't have no. boundaries pushed back. They take risks. And because this sex when you're young is so exciting, you know, I mean, this is something you haven't done and everything, all your sensations are heightened. 
it's very hard for them to pull back. Once once they are in the throes of this passion with somebody that they really fancy, very hard for them to pull back. And sometimes it's not even that. Sometimes they feel, oh, well, I can't. You know, I mean, I've gone this far. Yeah. I've gone this far. So I I, I can't really say now I don't I want to stop, you know. But apparently as well, less less teenagers, I just read this somewhere, are using um, protection. Like less teenagers are using condoms because AIDS is not as... Mm what's the word terrifying as it was when I was a teenager like I remember my mother wouldn't let me go to Funderland because she said I might get AIDS off the toilet seat Brilliant <laughs> Was that not ads? <laughs> People get pregnant like that too Oh my God. But you know it was know, terrifying I, I think in teenagers in schools are worried not not AIDS right. STIs, STIs in general STIs, okay. but what they don't realise is you know we're talking about protection is that Oral STIs are huge amongst really? teenagers right. for the obvious reason, yeah. because instead of having full sexual intercourse, having oral sex. Right. So Which they wouldn't even think that no, they would don't get even think about disease it. off that. Don't even think about it, no. And I, you know, it's so that is why education mm. is important. It's not going to stop unwanted pregnancies, because yeah. I believe if a teenager is in the throes of passion, no more than an adult it's very difficult to pull back at mm-hmm. that point. But I think if we can educate them to say, you are going to be sexually attracted to someone. You are going to have wonderful, hopefully, wonderfully exciting sex that you're not going to want to stop. So if you think this is a possibility, before you actually get there, think about what you want to do. Mm-hmm. If you can't communicate with this person about sex, if you can't say, what are we going to do? What, what, what will we use? You shouldn't be having, having sex. sex with them, yeah. But is the pressure on the kids, like, I mean, I, I've always, often wondered, is it is there pressure on girls to literally put out? Do you know what I mean? Or yeah. is it more on the boys? But there's also pressure on boys as well yeah. from so girls. Let's say they do this Netflix and chill thing, right? yeah. which is where they go and they meet yeah. in the house. Yeah. Is that just, do they? so let's say neither of them want to have sex, mm. but are they both assuming they should be? Sometimes. Sometimes mm. they because are, of their yeah. mates and all, yeah, yeah, and their mates a long time be lying. Oh, absolutely! Going, oh, how you done sex with your woman there last yeah. week? Go in there and do Netflix and chill. Yeah, yeah. great crack. Love yeah. it, your own so number if there. They've and kissed. They've had a feel. If they've had a feel, they've had full sex. So yeah. it's always the you're a man. I mean, the, you know, they're yeah, always they going to exaggerate. So the consent thing is what is hard for them because the girl mightn't want her, so she's 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 she is mm. you know consenting mm. to it but she's probably mm. that's but deep in her brain she probably doesn't want to because she's she's because they're not they're not seeing the, the relationship I feel like sometimes they don't see the romantic side of things like mm. like a lot of things on telly they'll go and I've seen you talk about this actually before like in soaps they're talking mm. and the next minute they're in bed yeah they're seeing that it, yeah they're not that's seeing it. the prolonged yeah. like so for me when I was a kid with my first partner Rachel hello Rachel uh, it, we didn't have sex straight away mm. It did actually, mm-hmm. there was a lot of walking yeah. around for ages. Yeah. Right? And even, the, you know, that waiting for the first kiss, you know yeah. what I mean? Is he going to kiss me? That was lovely as well. Isn't it lovely? And then yeah. there was a big yeah. gap again. Yeah. And that was not, that was, that, that was just what happened to a I lot of my mates. I just feel so sorry for this generation. Mm. Uh, and not only this one, you know, my own kids' generation, yeah. an awful lot of that expectation, mm-hmm. the the romance, the wooing seems to have gone yeah. and that is so important you know yeah. I mean there should be a, a bit more of D.H. Lawrence and a, a bit less of <laughs> out and out awful pornography I know, you know yeah. I mean there really should nothing wrong with sex it's wonderful and it should be enjoyed 
And it can only be enjoyed, I really believe, when there is some kind of intimate connection. Yeah. And they're not getting the opportunity to explore no. this a lot mm-hmm. of the time. And that means boys too. I've had so many boys who really are scared and whose girlfriends are the ones pushing them. Oh, you know, who's because it's like it's a rite saying, of passage, isn't it? We need yeah. to get this box Yeah, ticked. we've got to do, do, do that. You know, yeah. it's time we did this. Yeah. But and if you don't want to do it with me, is it because you don't fancy me? Yeah. Is it because you're gay? Why, right. why don't you want to do it with me? And the other, the other thing is the sexting. Mm. That's a big thing, isn't it? With oh, yeah. I mean, and it is, is, are you under pressure to do that as well? Because let's say like they're in a group and like, oh, he sent it, she'll, why don't you send it? And it's all that, is it? Yeah, there is an awful lot of that. There's pressure it, because they have the stereotype and they are safe within the stereotype. Yeah. Um, so they may think, I really don't want that sent to me. I really don't want to send things. I really don't want to do this. Yeah. But I can't be seen as the wimp who's going to say, that's not right. I don't want to do this or I wouldn't do that or I haven't seen this or I've never done that. So, you know, Boys are never going to say, I exaggerate. So what, what I, always, I, I would always say to them is, put your hand up if you know anybody who's ever exaggerated about their sexual activity. Everybody's hand goes up. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's but hand goes up. But how do you up, teach you know? them to be like, I don't know, have better relationships with each other? Like, how I, can you do that? Do you, do you know, I think... As when you were growing, you've you've talked about your your mum and dad's relationship and other relationships, and that's wonderful. And I grew up observing my mum and dad. Parts of it were wonderful, parts of it were less wonderful, but it was still an education. I I was the youngest of four girls, so I saw them. I, I love soaps even to this day. So we are surrounded by relationship stuff, you know. And I think if we if we can just talk about life in general to them. We can't just say, okay, we're going to have um, a relationship chat now because they'd be out that door before you <laughs> yeah. could say oh, chat. What? No Shut way, I'm me. not doing that. You know, I'm Head not doing record. it. But even the, the, the kind of relationship stuff in relation to friendships, mm. do you know the kind of it's way think that often yeah. gets neglected and yet friendships really are mm. the most important part of our lives, aren't they? Of course they are. They really yeah. are. Yeah. That's the basis. Yeah. So, in, like you know, we, we, we talk about relationships and it, it goes into, even here and out, it goes very mm. quickly into sex. But actually, when we are thinking about relationships with, with friends, that are friendships. Yes, rather than romantic ones. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Is there, is there a space for, or is there any education given yeah. or is there any kind of I, I don't think given? there's huge education given, but I tell you where I think all parents and this is something I am so, so passionate about. All parents should have an actual conversation with their children about empathy. About empathy. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, we were talking outside, Honor and I, you know, and she, and she was asked a question, um, you know, why do you think people are okay to say really mean and nasty things online? And it is all to do with empathy. And, you know, if we can talk to our children as soon as they are old enough to understand, you know, that's not nice. You shouldn't say that to somebody. Mm -hmm. How would you have liked it if somebody did that to you? It's very simple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, what can you do if you see somebody else hurt? How do you recognize hurt in somebody? Mm -hmm. And are you brave enough to do something about that hurt? So that's if if children understand empathy. They're going to be much nicer people Naturally. to start off with. You Naturally. Know, exactly. it, it, and it no will effort. help. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you haven't got somebody who's empathetic with you, 
Mm-hmm. It, it's it's not going anywhere. If yeah. you've got a friend who's shown, we've all had friends in the past, you know, and you say, oh, I'm not feeling great today. And they say, oh, you're not feeling great. Wait, yes. I tell you, you know, I mean, yeah. I wait till you hear my day. Because yeah. they're not, they're not exhibiting empathy. Yeah. If we can talk about empathy, that's the basis of good relationships. And, yeah, and if we can... And like, like peer pressure now, is, is it the same uh, the way it was years ago? Because like when I was a kid, like it, was, it wasn't too bad, it was fine, but there was different groups of kids, the hierarchy. The, the still is. No, still the hierarchy. From the time they start school, there's the hierarchy. Yeah. There's the popular the cool kids, kids, the cool kids, the tough kids. Yeah. Um, Quiet, there's nerds. different groups. Yeah, the nerds, different groups, you know, and um, it's interesting to see how that can play out in a school. But, um, you know, you've got the, the inner, inner sanctum, you know, the ones who are just good looking, cool, funny, and everybody, everybody knows that they are the top of the pyramid. And then you've got the other, the outer circle mm. who are trying, have little forays in there and try and get yeah. in a bit. Sometimes they get in, they never really get in, you know, and then you've got the outer circle. And um, those kids might have decided I want nothing to do with them anyway because I don't I wouldn't be bothered trying to be one of the queen bees or kingpins mm. of the group you know but uh, it is definitely there and that's this, just their it's very hard to see kids trying to get in that's oh. what I used to hate I used to hate that's to see sad. the ones you know trying to ingratiate themselves yeah yeah and that is that's the ones who are going don't want to be in your yeah. group anyway. They're great, you know. I yeah, mean, my, they're, my, they're fine. Yeah, my son. I mean, I was, I was. He, he's nineteen now. He's about sixteen. It was sixteen, he was about that age. And I was driving out of the school, and he, there was just these six or seven kids. And I just said, "Oh, who are they?" Because I normally used to know a lot of the kids' mm. names. And he just straight out, he just went, "Oh, that's the popular kids." Yeah. And I went, "What? What's that mean?" And he goes, "Oh, they're just popular, right?" Now I thought he was going to say they're mm. dickheads or mm. oh my god, they're mm. assholes. And I went, and so I said, so I said, I was kind of getting angry going, why is my kid in the popular yeah, thing, right? why are you popular? And I was looking at him going, well, who's the popular kid? And he goes, I said, so, do they ever like bully you? And he goes, no, they don't. And he goes, well, what? He goes, I says, well, like, is, well they're, they're quite nice, he says, mm-hmm. but they're just popular kids. Yeah. And I says, and, do, and do you, I mean, do you ever like talk to them? He goes, not really. I don't really want to. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh. And okay. I said, now who's your mate? And my son, like he's kind of gamer, arty mm-hmm. head. Mm-hmm. And he named his mates. He has mm-hmm. about four or five mm-hmm. close mates in school. And they never really ever mixed with the mm. popular kids. Mm. And he goes, you know, I'm not into running up somebody mm. and grabbing them in a headlock and rubbing their head <laughs> and uh, or pumping a chest, dad. And my son's very mature. He always was. Yeah. So it was odd. I never ever, because when I was a kid, I never seen them like that. Mm. But he was pointing that out. Mm. But as yeah. a parent, yeah. I was going, why oh, is my kid popular? Yeah. Why aren't you popular? <laughs> he's like, yes, he, yeah. he's more stressed than yeah. he was. He was going, it's yeah. all right, though. Yeah. But, but that's because to be in there your with son, their guy. at some level, he's comfortable in himself. You know, yes. it's, it's the kids who feel it's the kids that they who can aren't. only, that I'll only be somebody yes. if I'm in that group. Success and means you are accepted group. by them. Acceptance, yeah. yeah. It's kind of probably because how... they're not accepting themselves, hmm? whereas your son is it's accepting so himself. Yeah, they must, they ha- it has to, I mean, okay, am I being old fashioned saying they're just getting it at the, the original bit of their personality is coming from the house, their home, how they're seeing their parents act? It's nature and nurture, isn't it, Jason? Yeah, you know, I mean, okay. they will take some of it on board, yeah. but then they've, they've there's the whole nature thing. Yeah, I suppose you know? it's like, is it, is it, um, oh, what was the movie again? Oh, Donnie Darko or whatever it was. Oh, Donnie Darko. Yeah, he's yeah. at the start yeah. in the trial and he yeah. was saying, my, like, I was always a badass. Mm. It wasn't my parents' fault. Yeah. No. It was always going to be a no. badass. Yeah, yeah. So is that, is, is it a bit of this and a bit of that? Absolutely. You know, you, you do, I think you do have kind of family personalities. Yeah. 
we were all really gobby in my family. Yeah. And you might have assessed by same. now that I'm yeah. gobby. Yeah. yeah, I am Scousey gobby. Yes. gobby. Yes. A gobby scouse. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we just were. And we would argue about anything and you argued to win. And me being the baby, I really got good at it, you know, because I could get all of their skills. But, um, you know, me me being like that was a personality type that was accepted in my family. But we are all individuals as well, or where there's only me left, individuals. So, you know, I mean, you would have the more quiet one. She's very deep. That was my sister. You know, the one next to me, very deep. I'd fight with my own fingernails, my mother used to say. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, but um, I Oy think, feet. so we do have family personality types. That's, you know, what you can behave in one way within your family and you're accepted. But you are going to have the whole nature thing thrown in there as well. Yeah. You know, I mean, I bet you're different to your siblings. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, I mean, we have differences and we have similarities. Yeah. And some of those are from your parents and some of them are from nature. But just to say, because my mom will be listening to this, I am the best child. Oh, I'm sure you are. My, my yeah. They're useless. Yeah. <laughs> Girls in the bites don't even do anything. But before we go, I just want to ask one question. Like, as a parent, do we need to worry so much about our teenagers? Oh, you're asking a worrier now, you see. I mean, yeah, you see? I, I, I me. worry. I worry. So a worrier only solves, yeah. solves a worry and replaces yeah. it with a worry. Yeah. But I just mean, are they in a washing machine of madness and they don't know what they're doing? They're in, they are, their madness is just tied in with technology more than our madness was. We were tied. If my mother knew the things I did and got away with, thankfully, <laughs> she would have tied me up until I mm -hmm. was 40. Yeah. So. Things haven't changed that much. It's just that they have access to different things. So do you leave them off, as they say? I think you you do the best you can to pass on the information you have and then hope that you have done enough to make them savvy enough to protect themselves. Because you can't go out with them, can you? Yeah, I can. No, <laughs> you can't. <laughs> it's good. In they a won't bunch. let you. Binoculars. Yeah, they won't let you. Daniel! Daniel! Stop <laughs> that. Stop that now. Well, listen. Um, sorry, one more question from the mayor over there. Yes. Before we go, because Orna is part of, um, what are you, like a forum... Yeah, youth panel. Forum. She's uh, a new youth panel. Thank you. The words just yeah. is on the youth panel. Yeah. So you're not allowed on that, Mark. I know. <laughs> which is a great idea in that Turn to Me are, are trying to really from the horse's mouth know well, what do yeah. teenagers need to talk about what do we need what language do we need to use to talk when we're talking to them and trying to deal with parents as well so do you want to tell us a little bit about say what have you identified in that peer group are the kind of major triggers for teenagers in relation to mental health issues well I think it's also like your self love like mm. it's really hard to like love yourself because I think especially at our age we're always comparing ourselves to others, mm -hmm. especially on like social media. Yeah. Because we'd see things in other people's like Instagrams and all and stories. And then you think they had this perfect life and you're comparing it to yours and it makes you like think, oh, why can't my life be like that? But really, they're only showing the good parts and like their life is like just as hard as yours. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that, that self-love thing, how it's it sounds so easy and so just love yourself. But it's yeah. and like you're 16, so for 16 years do you feel that you haven't loved yourself do you feel we have permission to love ourselves is it okay to love yourself yeah it is yeah. okay to love yourself but do you just think it's made harder because of the comparisons that we make with each other or that you guys make with each other because yeah, of social I, media 
I think that definitely just make it harder because you you really really want to love yourself, and you're always comparing yourself yeah. to others. And what again? What can be done? Do you think to facilitate or help teenagers to love themselves, just to kind of have self love and live like that? Um, do you think you can teach that in schools? Um, I think they could just teach aspects of like empathy and like respecting mm. others because right. that goes back to the online bullying that has a part in like why people that's that's part in like why people don't like love themselves because like say you post a photo and you're getting loads of lovely nice comments and then you get one bad comment the bad comments the only one that you're going to remember yeah. mm. it's true isn't it yeah, it is yeah, yeah. Folks, it's, it's the same normal. If, yeah. if, they, if they put themselves out like that it's just so hard. It really is, yeah. It's yeah. just about loving yourself and just saying that, like, yeah, you are, you are who you are, and, it's and I brilliant. don't need validation from somebody mm, no. liking my picture. Yeah. We're all different, and every one of us are brilliant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can't be like somebody else. You can't be somebody else. You mm. know what I mean? It's exhausting trying to be somebody yeah. else. Mm-hmm. So just being yourself is just And so I think much just better. what you said there, I think it's really powerful, like about empathy, because if we have empathy, it, you know, we're always told to have empathy for other people, but we actually need to have empathy for ourselves as well and compassion mm. to say, you know, you're all right. You don't have to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't have to get an A. I don't have to look yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it really starts at home, doesn't it? Like the charity starts at home, but also yeah. the compassion and empathy. We can't just give it out. We have also got to be allowed, I think. Be kind to yourself. Yes. Accept yourself. Okay. Well, look, we're way over time there. We're we're grand. Not too bad. So thanks to Orna Heine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Anita Conlon. And she's the author of Talk to Me, which is not about husbands coming home saying nothing after work. <laughs> it's, a, it's about the old teenagers. Yeah. So it's yeah, again called Talk to Me. And so you've been listening to Jason Byrne and Mar. Yes, you have. Yeah, this has been Mind Your Loaf. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, tell your friends. And don't forget, if you or somebody you know is going through a tough time, There is professional mental health support online from counselling to support groups all available for free for anyone in Ireland on turntome.ie so pass it on. So mind your loaves. And mind yourselves. Oh well done you remembered it. (laughs) Unbelievable. I am the best person in the world and the best boy in the house. Thanks. See you later. Turn to me provides professional mental health support. Ah, uh, Jason, do your, uh, you know, your ad voice. Oh yeah, I'll do yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, I'll do a proper ad. Okay. okay, ready? Yeah. As a registered charity, Turn to Me provides professional mental health support online for anyone in Ireland going through a tough time. From one-to-one counselling to group and peer support, Turn to Me is accessible from any device anywhere in Ireland. If you would like to support Turn to Me, you can donate four euros by texting Turn to Me to 50300. Text costs four euros. Turn to Me will receive a minimum of three euros sixty. Service provider like charity. Helpline 077. Six six eight zero five two seven eight. Is that you? Yeah, that was actually me. There. You've been listening to Jason Byrne and Mar, and this is Mind Your Loaf. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and tell your friends to subscribe too. And don't forget, if you or someone you know is going through a tough time, there is professional mental health support online, from counselling to support groups, all available for free for anyone in Ireland on TurnToMe.ie. Mind your loafs and mind yourselves. Ah. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.